Welcome to Heathen Highlights. Welcome to this episode of The Comical Heathen, a new feature we've started called Heathen Highlights. This is where I, your host, Dr. Jerry Jaffe, the world's most highly educated stand-up comedian and the comical heathen, share with you some of our favorite clips over the past two seasons. And in today's edition of Heathen Highlights, I'm featuring my season one interview with Steve Hofstetter. Now, this is a particularly special interview to me, and I'm very appreciative of Steve because he is actually the very first interview guest on The Comical Heathen. He came out and did a show that I produce in a small bar in Mentor, Ohio, and he was kind enough to hang out afterwards and let me interview him. Anywho, in this clip, what you're going to hear is Steve answering the question, what's the first thing he thinks of when he hears the word satire? Anyway, if you enjoy this excerpt, please listen to the full episode. I'll include a link in the description down below. For you, when you just hear the phrase religious satire, what's the first thing that occurs to you? Necessary. Is it necessary? Absolutely, it's necessary. In what ways? In the way that there are some religious people who use religion as an excuse to do heinous things. And I think you need to have a sense of humor about it. Okay. Now, I grew up, I grew up as a religious person. I grew up okay. as a observant conservative Jew. Uh, Judaism being the only realm where the word conservative means more liberal. Indeed. <laughs> uh, but it's conservative as, as compared to reform. Right. Uh, you know, I grew up... And what's the most conservative level usually referred to as? Uh, orthodox. Orthodox. Okay, yeah. So our non-Jewish friends have caught up that there's... Yeah, there's... General three... Three main levels, <laughs> and there's Reconstructionists, <laughs> yeah, and there's Modern Orthodox, and, okay. you know, there's, you know, Jews for Jesus, otherwise known as Christians. But, <laughs> yes. And there's, there's lots of different levels, but those are the three main. Anyway, so conservative is, you know, somewhere in the middle. Right. I grew up going to synagogue every Saturday morning. I went to Hebrew school for five years. Okay. I even did two and a half years at the Jewish Theological Seminary. And the more and more I learned about religion, and the more and more I met religious people, the more and more I realized I wasn't one of them. And that's why I kind of got pushed away from it. So the Jewish Theological Seminary has a joint program with Columbia. And I basically went there. I was interested in it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of my social circle had gone. It was kind of a way for me to go to Columbia for almost free. All right. And, you know, we always referred to it as the back door. And then two and a half years in, I, I couldn't stand it. And I, I left for a year to work mm -hmm. um, to be a sports writer. And then I came back just to Columbia. Doing that cost me $58,000. Okay. Because when I left, I gave up my scholarship. I just went back, and that is how much I did not want to be a JTS anymore. That when I was a broke 20-year-old, right. I paid $58,000 to not have to go there anymore. For the people who finish the program, how many of them go into a religious vocation? A lot of them do. Um, a lot of them become rabbis, okay. uh, cantors. Teachers. Well, there's a local uh, open mic comedian, just a friend of mine, who did his mm -hmm. master's degree at a seminary uh, of the Christian variety, and it also ended his interest in religion. Like by the time he finished that degree, he sort of felt like he knew too much. That's exactly <laughs> the phrase I use. You know, I, I say that I say that I know too much. Okay. You know, there there was a there was one class I was in. I was in a Bible class. Okay. And they were teaching the theory of the chronicler which is basically that, you know, there was this specific person who wrote the Bible, uh, and it was oral tradition before then. And so the chronicler was one of the people who wrote down everything into what is now 
commonly known as the Old Testament. So she's going through this whole thing about like, you know, oh, why do you think the chronicler chose to include this passage? Right. And I raised my hand and I said, can we explore the idea that God wanted him to? To which she said, uh, God does not have a place in this classroom. To which okay. I said, I think you might be in the wrong classroom. <laughs> and she didn't appreciate that. It was just a weird, it was a really weird environment where some people, everyone was teaching their version of the religion. And some people were teaching this strict Talmudic interpretation, Talmudic right. interpretation. And some people were teaching almost like an atheist guide to the Bible. And you would get graded according to what your teacher believed. And I started realizing like, oh, this is all pick and choose. There's no strict, this is what it right. is. Everybody looks at it differently. And how the hell right. can you learn that? If there's not a right answer, then it's not a right answer. It's two plus two is, what do you feel yes. it is? Depends on the teacher's theory of math that day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it depends on who you happen to draw yeah, sure. on your syllabus. So I kind of I kind of got out of it. I'm very culturally Jewish still, um, but I'm not really observant anymore. For yeah. a very long time, you know, I did all the holidays, sure. all, you know, everything. And I just kind of, as I grew up, grew past it. And there's, this, there's sure. this joke that I desperately want to do in my act. I've tried it on stage a couple times and it doesn't work yet. And I think that's because I haven't found my audience yet. Like, it'll start to work when the majority of the room is m are my people and who understand what I mean by it. It's not who agree with me, right. but it's who understand my perspective and know where right. I'm coming from. I, I believe that there is great beauty in religion. It's often not used that way, and that's what I'm lampooning. So the, the basic joke is... You know, I, I was thinking about the song Imagine and what John Lennon meant by that. And there's that line, imagine no religion. Yes. And most people just kind of gloss over that and it really got to me. And I started thinking about what would it be like if there were no religion? What would it be like if all the real estate that we have given to churches and synagogues and mosques sure. was instead given to schools? And what if all the money that we've donated to religious causes mm -hmm. was instead used for hospitals. And what if all of the time that we've spent memorizing scripture was used to learn a little bit something more about the person sitting next to us? And then I pause for a while and then I go, I'm kidding, it's the best. <laughs> I, I've tried and I can't get away with that joke. And I, I mean, I've tried tweaking it a couple times, but it's, I want to make that point more than I want the laughter. Well, you are the um, epitome of the road warrior. You do hundreds of shows. You'll go anywhere to do a show. Mm -hmm. what, what do you make of just the general, again, I don't know how true it is, but it's the cliche that when you're on the road, you can't do topics like religion because of the danger of losing the audience. I think that that is a wussy perspective. And... I think if you do a cheap joke about religion, you will lose the audience. Right. I did, and it's true with politics. Like, I did a, uh, they called it the Blue Stater comedy tour. And <laughs> this was like 05, 06 maybe. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it was closer to 08. But anyway, the point is that it was, you know, during the Bush administration. Okay. And Tom Simmons was one of the other comics on it. And he's brilliant and has amazing bits about religion and politics. And he would crush and it would be great. Right. And there was another comic who did a show where basically he was like, George Bush is so stupid. He's so right. stupid. Right. Which, I mean, A, no, he's not. He might be stupid as compared to some other presidents. Right. 
but he's way smarter than you are. And B, or two, I don't remember if I said A or one before, <laughs> but it's cheap, it's easy, and it didn't even work with that crowd. So if your bit would only work in a coffee house in Brooklyn, right. it's a garbage bit. So what you have to do is you have to figure out how to strengthen it and how to, how to make it work. I used to do a Catholic priest joke. I did much more religion on my early stuff, now that I'm okay. thinking about it. I used to do a Catholic priest joke. I debuted it at a Catholic school. Now, I did that because I wrote the joke on the way to the school, and I didn't know it was a Catholic school, and they told me it was a Catholic school, but I was so excited to do this new joke. It's like sure. a new toy. And it was about uh, Catholic priests. Mm -hmm. And what I said was, you know, I want to talk about the Catholic priest thing. And I said, see, the very nature that all I have to say is the Catholic priest thing, and you know exactly what I'm talking about, shows that there's an inherent problem. Like, no one was thinking that I was talk going to talk about the robes. Right. You know, they're, they're just too long and weird. I said, the, the problem is with the theology. When you get molested, you have to go to confession. And so then, what do you do? Forgive me, Father, for I have... Oh, hell, it's you. Well, I guess I don't have to tell you what happened. You saw the whole thing. I didn't even see it. My back was turned. Are we going to keep doing this? Confess, molest, confess, molest, confess, molest. At least punch a card. Give me an ice cream cone on my 10th visit. Yes. Although that's how this started. Touche, Father. Touche. We really hope you enjoyed that. If you did, please look up the full episode. And if you enjoy our original and unique content, be sure to follow, like, and share what we do. We really appreciate your support. I've been your host, Dr. Jerry Jaffe. Our original theme music features Mark Bell playing Bach on the famous Skinner organ. It's been remixed by Jeff Geddert. And thank you for listening to this episode. You can always contact us at comicalheathen at gmail.com. And as always, it might be your dogma, but it's my karma. And I'm all about spreading the love. Thank you.